Blog Talk Radio. My name is Raina Starr. I'm your host for this evening, depending on what happens, because <laughs> I'm not sure. Desperate House Witches, for folks who are new, is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So, if bad language, bodily function, potentially dirty words, and things of that nature might offend you, this may not be the show for you, but if that kind of stuff is your deal... Well, uh, I hope you're going to hang out. Uh, my guest tonight is supposed to be Lon Milo Duquette, uh, orator and magician and author and musician and world traveler and genuinely awesome person. Um, I, I'm not sure what's holding him up at the moment, but I am sure he will be along shortly. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only the incredibly wicked one herself, the fabulous Dorothy Morrison, please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. She has a full line of all of your pagan needs. Dorothy is amazing, as are the products at Wicked Witch Studios. Anyway, uh, while we're waiting, I want to encourage folks to please get their vaccine. A vaccine is better than no vaccine as we have seen. Unfortunately, I've noticed that some folks have gone to get their vaccine and been diagnosed with having COVID in that moment. So it may be a good idea to go and get checked out while you're there. Um, Just an idea, because COVID is not over. I know for a lot of folks it feels like it's over. It's not over yet. We are still fighting this thing. It is still wicked and nasty. And, uh, I'm hoping that folks uh, will consider getting the shot. I know a lot of people are still leery because it's very new, um, but quite frankly, if you're going to travel to other countries, you have to have vaccinations anyway, so it kind of falls in with that and is just really genuinely a good idea. Um, Also, next month is the month of Dorothy. It is the merry, merry month of Morrison, Dorothy Morrison's birthday. I know she is planning something. She has not told me exactly what yet. Um, So I am going to prepare to be surprised along with everybody else, but it's always something great. It could be that she is bringing back her mystery boxes, which are always really fun, and you never know what you're going to get. So that is possibly going to be offered next month. All right, Mr. Duquette is still not with me. Okay, so tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow joining me are Adam and Darian Darkley from Devil's Conjure. Devil's Conjure is a site that offers spells, incantations, um, readings, you name it. It's, he's got it. They've got it. it. I'm really excited. I've not had them on before. 
but they are going to be joining me at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Next week on Friday is the amazing Sharon Knight. Oh, Mr. Duquette is in the waiting room waiting for me, so I'm very excited. I will bring him on in one second. Um, Next Friday night is Sharon Knight. Next Saturday morning is Joe Graham, my quarterly meeting with Joe Graham, and you're all invited. So without further ado, I am most happy and excited to bring on Mr. Duquette. Hey, Lon. Hello there. Are you there? I am here. Are you there? Yes, yes, I am. I I didn't know whether I was to call you or you to call me. So I, I I've just been using yes. my computer to uh, uh, help uh, make some YouTube videos of my wife uh, uh, reading Compton. chapters of the Book of the Law. So yes, I actually noticed that when I came looking for you. What what is the Book of the Law? Uh, it is uh, the primary uh, uh, holy text, I guess you'd say, uh, of, uh-huh. uh, of Thelema, or Aleister Crowley's uh, yeah. uh, spiritual, uh, I don't, you don't want to know whether to call it a religion or a philosophy or, or a little of both. But, uh, it's, a religious uh, philosophy. There you go. That, 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 that should that be okay. I, uh, but it's uh, like a more like a holy text that uh, uh, no one really uh, uh, can interpret for somebody else, which makes it sort of uh, unique among holy texts where uh, people are only too happy to tell you what it means and. and Crowley says, no, nobody can tell anybody what this means. And, and so uh, uh, right away I thought that was uh, cool enough to make it uh, a holy text right there. <laughs> there you go. So I wanted to ask your opinion, Lon, on the things that have, you know, been happening since the last time we spoke. You know, we had a an election happen. We had the vaccination a vaccine, rather, or a series of vaccines come down. What are your thoughts on on the speed and efficacy of the the medications that are coming out now? Well, I'm certainly not qualified uh, uh, to, you know, comment authoritatively on anything medical uh, because I'm uh, – I'm not a doctor, and I don't play one on television either. So, uh, <laughs> no, of so course the, not. The, the, thing, was... the, the thing is, um, you know, I'm so old that when I was when I was a kid, polio was a big, big thing because it uh, wiped out a couple of my neighborhood uh, uh, friends. Uh, and when I uh, came down with a pain in my hip when I was uh, around two in 1950, mm-hmm. they thought, of course, that it was polio. And uh, 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 polio had just more or less freaked everybody 
everybody out, and and thank goodness mm-hmm. I didn't have polio. But uh, a lot of the, my school chums in grade school and high school uh, uh, had polio to, uh, in varying degrees of severity. And uh, mm-hmm. we were only too happy to uh, uh, get the, the polio vaccine. And then uh, mm-hmm. a few years later, we got the oral version of the uh, polio vaccine. And nobody seemed... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, everybody seemed very, very relieved that uh, there was something like that uh, that could uh, at least help assuage the severity of that epidemic. And uh, so, uh, when the coronavirus uh, thing popped popped its head up, uh, mm-hmm. I was very surprised that. Uh, uh, a viable vaccine could be developed in as short enough time as it did. I wasn't surprised right. that that it could be developed. I was surprised that they <laughs> they would approve it in that right. in, in that short of a time. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, you know, I was uh, I was still enthusiastic to get it as, as soon as it became available. Uh, to me, my mm-hmm. wife and I have both had both of our uh, Pfizer shots, and mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm so insensitive that you know you could put something weird into my system, uh-huh. and I I wouldn't notice that it was too much weirder than just l- the lawn that I have running around in my system. Uh, but constant <laughs> is. Uh, is very uh, uh, sensitive to stuff, and and we're both uh, uh, very health conscious and take uh, uh, lots of uh, nutritional uh, supplements and and things like that. And we're uh, yeah. we're almost vegan, uh, but we'll um, but we couldn't really call ourselves vegan. We're certainly vegetarian, um, right? And uh, and and so we're both seventy-two years old, and uh, uh, you know we're we're both pretty sharp cookies uh, for being as old as we are. Uh, we're sort of shocked when we go to uh, class reunions and things like that. We where these old people uh-huh. come from, you know. Uh, <laughs> But, but anyway, yes, uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm definitely not uh, uh, prone to unduly accepting conspiracy theories and and things right. things like that. Uh, th- there's enough weirdness going on in reality uh, than uh, for me to get too titillated by. Uh, fantasy, uh, fantasy things, mm-hmm. and um, which is a good thing. Well, it, do you find? Do you find who, that who knows whether people, it's good or, or good or not? It's just well, that's that, uh, true. I'm, you know, I, I, I mean, keep I mean, telling you, I'm lazy. Uh, I'm too lazy that, to even get excited about you. a conspiracy. So. <laughs> do you find that people I know that I have found people and I mean I'm almost 60 and 
I find that there are people in my age group who are really just fighting any kind of credible information with conspiracy theories about what's in the vaccination. And, you know, I'm like, and I was wondering if you had experienced any of your friends having the same amount of trepidations and almost avoidance of wanting to get a vaccination. And, you know, it's funny because when people tell me that, I'm like, well, you know, if you go to another country, you're going to have to get vaccinated anyway. So what's the difference? I mean, I understand this was somewhat fast, but you have to remember um, medicines for COVID. This is not the first COVID infection. This is 19 for a reason. And there were already medications to treat various other forms of COVID. So maybe it's not quite as sudden as folks kind of seem to think it is. Well, it's uh, uh, it's similar to SARS. Remember, we had uh, uh, sure. the first few times I went to China, it was SARS that was the big thing, and uh, I was wearing masks on the on the airplane uh, going to to Beijing, uh, and it was just a routine yep. kind of thing. Uh, actually, the nineteen comes from the year. Uh, it was named after the year, and not the uh, not oh, the. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but oh, but uh, it is uh, the coronaness of it. Uh, uh, even SARS was <laughs> a corona type uh, uh, type thing, so it's it's not coming. It's not like it just flew in from you know, outer space, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's not uh, quite as new as people make it out to be. Yeah, my, you know, when I went point. to Brazil for the first time, yeah, you know, I've got. Uh, uh, I travel, or I did until the pandemic. I travel a lot, and um, yeah. first time I went to Brazil just was God. It was twenty years ago now. I had to get yeah. about fifteen different inoculations to to get uh, my uh, uh, in order to to go to, uh, to to Brazil. I got yellow fever, and I got malaria, and I got... Uh, uh, every, they just loaded me up and uh, I, uh, <laughs> with every kind of strange vaccination in the world, and I got a little yellow uh, three-fold-out thing that I got to carry in my passport and everything else, and I didn't think a thing of it. Yeah, and when you went yeah. to India, I, I've never been to India, but I've got friends that uh, go to India. They had to get, you know, everything from tsetse to beriberi, and uh, uh, nobody thought a sure. thought a thing of it. And uh, uh, I think it's really, really uh, dangerous when people are thinking that they're playing with free speech when they're just yelling fire in a in a crowded mm-hmm. theater. About uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 public health matters. This is this is uh, serious stuff, and um, mm-hmm. uh, so the very very few of uh, of our acquaintances acquaintances uh, mm-hmm. uh, aren't. Uh, enthusiastic about the uh getting the the inoculation and uh, mm-hmm. but, but I've got a brother-in-law that just uh, says you know no way and uh really 
Yeah, and he's in his 60s, and, and uh, uh, you know, there's not much you can you can do when someone listens to talk radio on the in their in their car all day long uh mm-hmm. and they hear some pretty pretty strange uh uh things uh but there are people who are willing to believe that the earth is flat too i mean seriously seriously believe it and um, yeah and there's just not much you can say uh uh about someone that would go that far into the down the rabbit hole except that uh, hopefully in another incarnation they'll they'll choose to be a little more logical yeah you know it's interesting because basically and i have had to say this to people any idiot with a microphone can have a show. I prove that every week. I'm an idiot with a microphone. So, I mean, no, but but sincerely, it doesn't take much to have a show. And I'm very leery of people who who spread these conspiracies as facts because it's very easy to get on a radio and just, you know, spew whatever it is, you know, you want to say. Um, so I, I just, I'm very, I'm very skeptical and very leery of it. Um, but I wanted to ask you something that I haven't heard anybody talk about as far as magic and medicine. And is there room in magic or is there room in, do you think that there is magic that can help, you know, enhance medication are there are there certain practices that perhaps uh, a thalamic would would use to increase the strength of a of a vaccination I'm, i mean i i don't believe i know any folks um practicing who are not believing in the medicine as well but i was wondering if there was any kind of magic that is applicable in this situation well ultimately if you're uh if you're going to be healed uh mm-hmm. ultimately no, no matter if you uh uh have uh intrusive surgery of some kind or if you take some uh kind of uh uh, uh chemical medicine of some kind but mm-hmm. ultimately your body heals itself. All medicine, all good medicine does is help your body heal yourself. If mm. you're going to get healed, your body heals itself. And and mm. uh, and uh, good or effective medicine helps your body heal itself. It doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. heal you. It allows your body to right. heal itself. And so the the whole idea uh, behind uh, a more magical or holistic approach to uh, 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 to medicine is well, mm-hmm. what what can I do to uh, uh, help facilitate my body to to uh, uh, to heal itself? And the, right. the uh, 
too often uh, medicine is approached uh, as if, it, if as if everything was a big battle that you, know, you hear people all the time saying, well, he he fought cancer for a million years, you know. Um, yeah. He lost his battle with with uh, uh, cancer, something like that. In in uh, and you know, if you're as long as you're looking at that, you're looking at a uh, at a win lose. Uh, uh, if I lose, it's catastrophe, uh, kind of thing, and you're not you're not uh, 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 you're focused more on the the battle than you are on well, what'll happen if I win? Right. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. You know, it's if you got two countries that are battling battling each other. Uh, you, you can either spend a lot of money, uh, resources, and time in uh, 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 building bigger and bigger armies and deadlier and deadlier uh, uh, weapons, or you could <laughs> you could go to one or two wise men to say, "How can we settle our differences here? You know, maybe we should become one <laughs> big, beautiful country. You know, instead." Uh, and and instead put, put, putting the resources toward uh, uh, what it takes to be healthy rather than it does what it takes to fight disease, and um, mm. and so that's that's where the uh, possibilities for for magical uh, uh, adjuncts to uh, to whatever medical program. You're on. I'd never tell anybody uh, as much as I, I'm. I'm uh, really suspect and uh, uh, critical of uh, healthcare uh, for profit uh, mm-hmm. uh, motives of modern medicine. And um, right. I'm. I. You know. I'm. I'm very skeptical of it and everything else. But at the same time, I'm very. Uh, uh, inspired by by the great advances in in medicine that uh, that uh, that have been made, but the application of it, uh, run by insurance companies, run by profits for or uh, doctors uh, for profit and and hospitals yeah. for, for for profit, uh, uh, you know I don't uh, I don't want to be a victim of a business and. Uh, um, so uh, you know, I, uh, if you're on a pro- program uh, that is addressing a medical issue that you have, uh, you know, truly listen to your doctor. Listen to your doctor first, and then get a second mm-hmm. and third third opinion from doctors that uh, that approach it from uh, uh, you know all angles, and, uh, yeah. and, and cer- certainly make your own decision. But as far as doing a uh, uh, a, a Mars ritual to uh, to help strengthen your blood, I doubt whether that is going to have a big direct of, effect on on your uh, uh, on your ritual or do or do something in Gemini for your kidneys or or um, uh, something yeah. like that. You know, you're, you're going to have to. Um, 
if you're going to bring in those those uh, more subtle and and spiritual, elemental, and planetary uh, uh, influences, you're going to have to do it in in such a way that make that uh, that you feel is making you whole, rather than uh, 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 a victim of an attack of some some kind uh, that's that's just uh it's not going to be pr- productive so i would crowley of course uh really wanted to experiment with magic magic pills that that you could take that would uh, that would help uh 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 things in other words uh as if you would uh, put your magical intent into a uh, a host or a cookie or something like that, and then eat it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You know that's really that's really good. That's exactly what the host in wine is in mass in the yeah. uh, Roman Catholic mass. That's great. Okay. That's great. And as long as as you're looking at it from the point of view that if I visualize me turning this cookie into God and I eat God every day with that, with that, that, in other words, making, making this, this meditation, uh, a tangible act, pretty soon you're just going to, you know, you are what you eat. <laughs> okay, and you and you yeah. uh, you replenish every cell in your in your body in what seven years or even less. So if yeah, you eat God I, every actually, day, yeah, pretty soon you're going to turn into uh, into God. Okay, if if you if you think you're eating and know you're eating perfection. Uh, uh every day pretty soon it's going to it's going to translate into your own perfection so uh, i know that probably is you know too simple to actually uh, be an impressive answer <laughs> well but, here here's the thing i think that the power i mean as somewhat of a pragmatist it kind of flies in the face of things I've been taught. However, things I've been taught are not necessarily, quote-unquote, the gospel, to also coin a Christian phrase. But um, there, I think there's a lot to be said for the power of belief. As far, I mean, not that I necessarily think that if I believe I, or that I, if I can convince myself that I'm eating a goddess, for example, that I necessarily will be imbued with her powers. I mean, to a certain extent, is it self-delusion or is it a more positive approach, do you think? It, it, well, it, 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 could be, it could be either way. It depends on how willing you are to... to uh delude yourself 
you have you have to be you have to be as as uh, pragmatic and as uh, uh, as pragmatic as you need need to to get along in normal life, and you have to be uh, as idealistic as you uh, as you can be. Uh, uh, you know to. to to live a you know a, a more spiritual existence, um, mm-hmm. the I'll well, give I an example that doesn't have anything to do. I, so I'm, I'll, I'm good at I'll delusion. Get, <laughs> well, you know, uh, sometimes if I wasn't <laughs> self-deluded, I'd have no imagination at all. So. <laughs> Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Oh okay. my goodness, that's me. <laughs> Look, when I was a kid, okay, uh, uh, you know, I I don't know where it came from. I, I I just think that we're all born with this uh, uh, power, if you will, uh, or an attitude that uh, yeah. that. Uh, you just uh, won't allow anything. Uh, you won't allow yourself to be drugged into a into a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You just won't allow it. Okay. When I was in in uh, high school, the Vietnam War was starting to escalate, and all my friends were getting uh, uh, drafted, at and so they were enlisting at seventeen. And they're getting drafted. Okay. Now, uh, it never, ever, ever occurred to me as a growing up that I would ever be in the Army or wow. that I would ever be in the military. That was wow. not in my reality. Mm. And when... when um, I was lucky enough to be, uh, uh, I guess, uh, educated, uh, politically educated uh, during Mm -hmm. the Vietnam War about the exact circumstances of the war. And I was I was not only against the war, I was I was uh, militantly uh, against the war. And I draft counseled my fellow students, and uh, and uh, uh, I was a radical. I was radicalized, okay, and against the war. And certainly, I wasn't going to uh, ever ever be in the military, okay. Right. But but when you're 18, you have to register for the draft. Yeah. So I went down and I registered for the draft, and I just told them, "But I'm not going," <laughs> you know. <laughs> and 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 I and I had a I had a note from my doctor from 1950 wow. when I was two years old when I had that yeah. bone disease I was just telling you about just a minute ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I had a I had a 1950s doctor doctor's note that said, Lonnie can't exercise below the waist. Uh-huh. And I gave, the, I showed that to the draft board, and I said, you're either going to 4F me or 1Y me, uh, 
but Lonnie can't exercise below the waist. Okay. Interesting. I have no idea hmm. if that worked because I, I moved to California and the draft board kept sending me letters. Uh-huh. And I kept throwing the letters away. <laughs> I would not let it enter my consciousness. I have no yeah. idea if I was drafted. And the war came really? and the war went. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the and the draft uh, uh people that avoided the draft got pardoned. Yep. And I wouldn't let it into my consciousness. Now, there are people that that uh, have a serious uh, illness and uh, uh, eventually they die of it, okay? But they live years and years and years with, with uh, serious uh, uh, problems and stuff. And they do an autopsy on the person and they find out that the person the person uh, 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 had such a terrible brain tumor that they didn't have enough Mm -hmm. actual brain tissue to even function, but they had been functioning (laughs) very well for years like that. Okay. The mind is bigger than the brain. Yeah. And where the mind and the brain go, the body follows. And magic works with the mind and magic uh, through the agency of the of the of the brain in the same way that the kabbalists would say that that uh, our soul intuition our our neshama uh, uh mm-hmm. you know transcends but sets the pattern for our ruach which is our intellect which does the exact same thing for our our uh, our, our uh, Nepish, our body. Mm-hmm. So the uh, you would think that anything that you would do in meditation or magical practice that would restore and and uh, uh, redress imbalances in in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that would that would bring balance back into any portion of your of your of your life would have its effects on on physical imbalances also or chemical mm-hmm. imbalances uh, also or glandular imbalances so far so so the idea yeah. of uh, of the classic meditative uh, techniques, and in magic, of course, you 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 start uh, uh, on the lowest level, working with the elements: fire, water, air, and earth. And in the, in mm-hmm. a sense, you can just project that straight onto everything that Chinese medicine has been teaching for years, and uh, or for millennium, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the restoring balance. So now, I'm not saying that you should you should take two pentagram rituals and call me in the morning, kind of thing. Right. But, uh, but you know, it really couldn't hurt, and you really should be uh, uh, in a b- balanced enough condition that if some 
unavoidable uh, some imbalance hits you, you're as prepared as as anyone on the planet uh, 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 to handle it. And in every case, you know that that can't be uh, uh, successful enough to for you to say, "Oh, I was healed by a pentagram ritual." Uh, but uh, uh, you know, and we all have to go sometime, kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. But you know what you were saying before about um, your your draft approach is exactly the approach that I used when I was diagnosed with terminal Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease, uh, for those who don't know, it's an intestinal malfunction. The uh, the ileum and the colon develop fissures and holes and things of that nature. In my day, there was no cure. They would just pump you full of steroids, which are very, very nasty, and uh, send you on your way until they would start operating, and then they would operate until there wasn't any intestine left. Um, Right. And often the patient died. In my family, it happens to be terminal. When I was diagnosed at 17, and my doctor said I wouldn't make it to 21, I said, you're absolutely wrong. He said, you'll never have children. I said, again, totally wrong. <laughs> you know, so all of this list of, at 17, I was given this list of things that would completely go wrong in my life if I made it past 21 at all, which I probably would not because no one in my family who ever developed the disease ever lived past 21. So I was given this list, and I'm like, you've got this all completely wrong. Do I have the disease? Absolutely. But I had no intention of dying. Therefore, I took his information, and I said, thank you for telling me. I don't believe a word you're saying. And here I am, almost 62 children, and (laughs) yeah, no. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. No. (laughs) Well, I tell everybody I plan on ignoring death. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'll die, but yeah, I'm I'm going to ignore it too. Yeah. Uh, and I I think well, that's probably the. Well, will have the, to advise me. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, the older you get, the 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 uh, the crazier things are. The dead people come to you a lot in dreams. And try to get you yes. to try to get you to get inside the car. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I'm picking you up. Yeah. Let's go. So, so, well, you know, I think I'll walk. <laughs> yeah, you know, my yeah. father tries that trick, and we did not get along while he was alive. And um, I was not his favorite person in life, and I am less than his favorite person in death, I am sure. Although <laughs> we have attempted conversation. And he's like, you're still a shit. And I'm like, well, so are you, sir. Um, So there you go. And we're at an impasse even at this late date. But, um, you know, whenever it is, I've come to the realization that I was lucky enough to live past my my usefulness and – I'm I'm okay with that. I I beat the odds a million times over, which is more than a lot of people get to do. I realize that I am extremely lucky, 
because I, I get to talk to people like you, and, and this has been one of the greatest joys of my, my middle age and older years. And, uh, you know, it, it just, you just got to keep going. You have to keep functioning. You have to keep striving for something. And I think as long as folks stay active and don't lose a reason to live, you know, you hear a lot about people who stop working, and within two months they're gone. And you get up every day and you're busy and you do things and you work and you're, you know, on Facebook Live. Tell the folks who don't know what you're doing on Facebook every day. Well, I guess it's since uh, it's over a year now. So it's late February or March of last year. uh, I started uh, reading excerpts, uh, reading from cover to cover uh, my books on yeah. uh, Facebook, on my Facebook page every morning on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. And they're about little 15 minutes to a half hour uh, installments. And uh, so I've been doing and it's kind of been keeping me sane because I, I've got to sort of, you know, clean up every every morning i got to you know i got to look a little presentable and uh mm-hmm. and i enjoy reading my my books uh uh even though some of them i wrote 20 years ago and and uh uh but still they're kind of fun and they allow me to um uh do what i uh used to do at monday night magic class now for Mm-hmm. Since 1979, I believe, uh, Constance and I opened our house up every Monday night or one night a week. Uh, for uh, it, Officially, it was our OTO Lodge uh, uh, event, but it was open to, to everybody, um, um, members and non-members along, anybody who could behave themselves for two hours. Uh, and and uh, so you know every week I had to come up with uh, 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 with something, and if I didn't uh, think I knew enough about it, uh, then uh, I would just have the class study with me, you know. And uh, uh, so I miss that inter- interaction, and, and uh, but that was like twenty five people at the tops. You know that would show up at Monday yeah. Night Magic class, but I I did it for forty years, and uh, when the pandemic hit, I couldn't couldn't do that. We don't let anybody in the house, and so I, I I said, well, I'll you know I've got five thousand Facebook friends, so why don't yep. I just turn them into Monday Night class and just do it every day, and that's. Uh, what I've been doing now for over a year, and uh, so right now I'm on uh, my book, uh, The Magic of Aleister Crowley, and uh-huh. uh, I, I probably got a, f- a few more to, to do. I think I got 20 books in print. So, wow, that's amazing. So I got to ask you, when you're rereading these books. Do you ever do you ever read something and go, did I really say that? Did I mean oh, yeah. that? Oh yeah, it's a combination of of uh, oh gee, that's <laughs> bullshit, 
And uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. And then then I'll it. then I'll run across something and go, God, I was smart then. Oh, gee, I wish I was that smart right now, you know. And um, <laughs> so uh, either and that's that's sort of what uh, uh, you know reading and allowing myself to to pause in the middle of something and digress. And um, uh-huh. and add things and and say, well, yeah, well, maybe that's you know, I feel a little a little different about that now. Uh, but of yeah. course, yeah, you know, I uh, I'll listen to this interview, you know, when you whenever you post it, and I'll say, oh, I don't believe that anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Twenty minutes from now, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're off the air. <laughs> really. I uh, I, I wrote a poem I mean, once that I mean, said, uh, "Everything I say is untrue, though true. I try to uh-huh. make it. As soon the words escape my lips, would I had never spake it." So. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, that's very funny, actually. You know, but that's the reason why I never go back and listen to a show that I've done. I've never heard any of my shows. I figure if I do something so crazy and out of the way that I'm going to get sued, I'll have to listen to it in court anyway. Um, But for the (laughs) most part, I was already there. And I, I was there the first time. Why would I? I'm, I'm. My vanity doesn't go in that direction where I have to hear my. As a matter of fact, I hate my own voice, so I kind of avoid it <laughs> at all costs. Well, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, that's been. Um, it's it's kept me sane, and um, yeah. A few of the mornings I've gotten uh, 2,400 views. Uh, yep, and uh, uh, which is really good. But most mornings, it's you know, uh, within 24 hours, I'll be doing good to get 500 views. But that's uh, uh, that's fine, and it's and it's really uh, it's really helped. And so uh, I'm lucky enough to uh, have been part of the the magical Egypt team the people that do the magical egypt uh uh you know uh video series uh-huh and uh, they've they've where helped me uh, what's that where is that available the magical uh, egypt just series type magical egypt and you'll find it all over the place yeah oh there just you go <laughs> okay just just google awesome. magical egypt and there's Magical Egypt one and Magical Egypt two and and um, oh you'll see them on uh, the older ones of course you'll see on the Discovery Channel and things like that uh-huh. but uh, uh, they've they've helped me because I'm sort of technically challenged uh, uh, with uh, uh, Zoom workshops that I, I, I do about every month or so. Uh, uh-huh. And I've done a series of Zoom workshops, and that's kept me busy too. And uh, yeah. I've sort of taken up the slack because uh, uh, most of my uh, spare time, you know, because you can't, you don't make a living writing occult books. 
Right. I've heard. Uh, uh, I don't pay the rent uh, writing occult books. Uh, part right. of the rent, <laughs> maybe part of the <laughs> rent, and that's with 20 titles, okay? Sure. Uh, so, so I have to I have to lecture, and uh, the, in order to lecture, that means you got to travel, and uh, so I s- spent the the better part of the last ten years, uh, literally going all over the world uh, to lecture, mm-hmm. just to, to just to come back to pay the rent, and. Sure. Uh, uh, so that that's been knocked out this this year, and so the mm-hmm. the the Zoom the Zoom workshops have at least taken up the the slack uh, on on that, and that's been sort of helpful. And uh, sure. So and that's something else I can do sitting uh, sitting in my pajamas. And, of course. <laughs> so, are you are you currently doing classes online? Are you? Are, is there something coming up that you're doing? The last one I did was two weeks ago, and it was on the Holy Guardian Angel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's about an hour hour uh, live thing. We had, I think, a hundred and seventy. Uh, attendees live, and uh, mm-hmm. but it's a, like it's a PowerPoint thing. You don't see me or or anything like that. But uh, uh, it is live because I've done uh, 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 workshops that are also magical ceremonies too, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, meditations and things like that, where it really is helpful to have them have them live. And yeah. everybody joining in on on doing things sort of proactively, uh, but no, I don't have another one scheduled at at the moment. But uh, uh, I've got one in the works, and uh, but I've done them on the, the uh, a series of four Enochian magic ones, a series of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Tarot ones on the Tarot of Ceremonial Magic and uh, uh, Alistair Crowley's Thoth Tarot. And then I've done uh, one on uh, Magic and Freemasonry and the Knights Templar. I've done one on Astral Projection. Uh, This last one was the Holy Guardian Angel. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, if you go to my... uh, uh, my Facebook page. Uh, I, I put up the link where you can you can go and you know sign up for all of those, or you can just uh, email me and tell me which one you want, and uh, I'll I'll tell you how to PayPal me. <laughs> there you go. Is there? I mean, is all of that on your Facebook? Um, on your Facebook page, all of that information for contacting you. Yes, yes. Perfect. And and uh, I've long ago uh, lost any illusion of privacy, so you, you can 
share my email address, which is just lonmilo at gmail. Lonmilo, one word. Yeah. Yep. L-O-N-M-I-L-O at gmail.com. There you go. want to spell it. <laughs> You're putting it all out there, um, which is wonderful of you to give people so much access. Um, do you do you still get a lot of people? I mean, you must get hundreds of emails a day asking questions. Yeah, I I do, and uh, Facebook messages and and notifications and things like that, and uh, and I try to uh, unless they're really wacko. I've got. Uh, <laughs> I've got a category. I've I've got a folder in my email that just says nutcases, and uh, <laughs> but you have one but in all in all fairness, and I don't want to be unkind because I, I think most everybody is, is sincere, you know. But I do have uh, a folder called nutcases, but I've got uh, three sub. <laughs> subfolders inside that folder and one of them oh, says God. one of them says possibly dangerous <laughs> and one says harmless and the other one says uh-huh. might be right <laughs> oh god that's hilarious <laughs> now you need lon you need another subfolder that says crazy podcast hosts <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. There's not enough room. Thanks. I feel called out on my own show. Well, you know, I really, I really admire your uh, your willingness to, uh, to do this. It's. In a way, it's a, it's a form of of occult show business, and uh, sure, why not? <laughs> and I've been a well, show business is holy in my uh, in my opinion. And I've yes, always, you're a musician. You're a professional musician, lest people forget. Right. Yes. So, and. Uh, but and and have been my whole life really. I just uh, yeah. Uh, and it has to. I got to think there's you know something to reincarnation and uh, uh, just even when I was a kid in my crib, I I uh, uh, I felt like gee, I I'm in what is this? I'm in show business. Uh, what am I doing in here? <laughs> What am I doing in this group? Right? Yeah. You know, and, that's uh, interesting that you say that because I hear that from a lot, a lot of musicians, that they, it's almost like they automatically, from their first memory is, how did I get here and what time do I go on? Yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, that's, that's exactly right. And, uh, uh it's it's really odd. I, I guess it's in the in the sixth grade. 
I was in the sixth grade, and I'd always been a class clown. I was a terrible class clown. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they were going to do a big uh, uh, inter-grade, inter-school uh, extravaganza play of some kind, and the di- director came to all the schools uh, to recruit this, you know, for uh, participants in this 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 big uh, musical and uh, I, I when they walked in when they walked in the classroom I just said I'm your man <laughs> and, and they started talking and I they they started talking and describing what's going on and all my classmates uh, even those that didn't even like me all my classmates turned to me and pointed to me and said, you know, Lon will do that. And I said, wow. yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. And uh, from then on, that was the only thing that uh, got me through school because I was such a, a, a disruptive class clown uh, that, uh, you know, I have attention deficit disorder. I'm sure that's what it is. That They've di- diagnosed me today, I'm sure. Uh, because if if I didn't if I wasn't interested in the subject uh, I I flunked everything and once I got into really? um, yeah once I got into junior high high school and and everything and I was uh, 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 recruited for plays and and musicals and things like that even in the, for plays and musicals taking place in the grades higher than me. Uh, Mm-hmm. They knew they could count on me, kind of thing, and uh, so the the uh, the music directors in the in the school uh, had had the the power of a winning football coach, and they made <laughs> sure that they made sure that I uh, got C pluses at least in all my classes, even if I flunked my classes. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's what got me through high school. I was Harold Hill in The Music Man. <laughs> that's I, I graduated as Harold Hill, okay? I didn't even graduate as me, really. Uh, wow. And uh, But uh, um, when my brother and I, in 1966, uh, well, actually, February 1967, uh, we went out to Joshua Tree National Monument and took mm-hmm. a massive dose of LSD right and uh, and watched the sun come up. And, uh-huh. uh, and you know, to, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure that I'm not still sitting out there on a rock. Uh, and that all of this, all of this has taken place <laughs> during that trip. Uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, uh, once we once we got uh, uh, sure-footed enough to take a little walk around the desert, uh, uh-huh. we uh, I don't know if you've if you can identify with this, but we weren't talking verbally, okay? Yes, of but course. We, but we were having a hell of a conversation. Oh, yeah. 
and we re- I've done we that. realized that we were our own great uncles. And uh, we didn't know anything about these two uncles. Uh, uh, my brother knew a little bit uh, uh, about about them. My dad wouldn't talk too much about anything. All we knew about these two uncles is that they both died within about six months of each other and uh, okay. a few years before my brother was born in 1943. Wow. And that one of them was the private secretary to Hal Roach. The no, Hal Roach, like yeah, the Hal producer Roach. Hal Roach. He was, oh my he God. was uh, Laurel and Hardy. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so, my earliest crib memories were me getting into a roadster about a 1929 era roadster, and driving south uh-huh. on the Pacific Coast Highway to Mexico to go to Ensenada, Mexico to meet a woman. And um, oh. and this was not the type of thing that little babies think about, okay? No, I would think I, not. <laughs> uh, and I was, I was having these memories mm-hmm. before I ever saw a television program or a, a movie or heard anything about mm-hmm roadsters or anything else and it was just as clear as could uh, as could be so there's you know whether or not that's a genetic memory or whether that's time space uh, you know collapse or or uh, call it what you want that's Mm -hmm. what I seem to have come into this uh, dimension with and and that's sort of show busy kind of connection uh, is still what uh, uh, what I'm stuck with. When I was a kid, I used to watch Jack the Jack Benny show uh, uh-huh. on television, and uh, and it was like I've always known Jack Benny, you know, <laughs> this oh uh, Jack God. Benny, you know? yeah. And I and I wow. and I always wanted to say I started in radio. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. And, and so when I was fourteen, I got a job at the radio station in town in Columbus, Nebraska, I, uh, as a as an apprentice, and uh, uh, and I had my own radio show when I was fourteen at K Triple T in Columbus, Nebraska. Neat. Uh, and and so, and I wasn't even thinking it at the time. But then it occurred to me that all all the time when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up and tell people I started in radio. That's hilarious, Lon. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it probably is a memory. It is probably a genuine memory that you came in with from a previous life. I absolutely believe that's possible. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, but, you know, it might not be as as uh, as linear as as we think. Previous incarnations, uh, uh, it's nice to think that, well, we we die in one incarnation and we sort of float out like a like a puff of smoke that and that puff of smoke goes into a new baby. Uh, well, yes and no, uh, because time doesn't exist. 
Interesting. And if you take time mm-hmm. out of the equation, mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. you have to look at all of your incarnations as happening simultaneously. See, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to make that compute in my brain. Well, it's uh, it's one of those things that your meat brain really uh, isn't machinery enough to handle it. Okay. But this is this is where where uh, uh, the more transcendent states of consciousness that meditation brings on. Uh, allows you to drift into, you drift out of the ruach, as the Kabbalists would say, mm-hmm. or your intellect, and into the neshama, yeah. or your soul intuition. And that neshama, mm-hmm. that soul intuition, that, that the Kabbalistic world of, of uh, 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 you move from Yetzirah into uh, uh, Adzalith, uh, the okay look at it this way when a mother okay. wakes up in the middle of the night and is freaked out that her that her child has been in an accident or something yes you know it's it's not even considered psychic phenomena it happens mothers yes, will wake up in the middle of the night when their children are out somewhere having a car accident or or uh or uh okay yeah, I have two sons. I totally yeah, get it. That that happens. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not because the child has sent some kind of a, a telegraph a signal through the airwaves, right. through the aether. Mom, I'm in trouble. Uh, okay. And it's not that the mother receives that message in her meat brain and wakes up and and uh, no, it's not that at all. Right. Okay, the mother's neshima, or there's a part of each of us, a part of our soul, as uh, as uh, Kabbalists would say, that is so big that the child can never, ever escape the mother's neshima. In other words, the child could have been on the moon and she would have got that message. The child could have been on Alpha Centauri, uh, seven light years away, and she would have got that message instantly. Right. And that's because the moon, the mother's neshima, is bigger than the moon. It's bigger than out into Alpha Centauri. There is no limit there's no place the child could go in the universe that could ever escape the mother's neshima. That's how big our neshima is. So, so let me see if I get this. Is the neshima like an all-encompassing net, as it were, that catches wherever its offspring is? Yeah. But the Neshima is infinite, and that means mm-hmm. there is no time in the in the Neshima oh. either because mm-hmm. because if the child was on Alpha Centauri four light years away, it didn't take four light mm-hmm. years for it to get back to the mother the right. Neshima there is no time 
in the Neshama. And, and that's so not like even the highest you know. part. That's not even the highest frequency of our of our consciousness. The point I'm making mm-hmm. is time, as we think of it, does not exist. So linear incarnations aren't happening in a linear way. The incarnations are happening simultaneously, but they're not multiple people having the incarnations. They're just one person having the incarnation. There's only you having it. There's only you. Your universe is only you, and it's always now. (laughs) Which is why perception is such an infinite thing, because perception changes like the wind. Because based on one small piece of information, perception changes could change 100% from one second to the next, depending on what stimulus or new information is coming in. So therefore, if everything is happening at the same time, all influences are happening at the same time. Right. And so that means what you do to change your now is changing not only the conditions of the past, let's say you're, you're, uh, uh, have a terrible uh, alcohol or drug addiction. If you change, mm-hmm. if, you, if you shake that habit, you're going to change your future, aren't you? Your future, right, is going to be, your future is going to be better. If you drop that bad habit, your future is mm-hmm. going to be changed. Well, yeah. when you change your now, you change not only your future, but you change your past. Hmm. Interesting. Because they're truly illusionary. Past and future is illusionary. The only realness is now. And the only thing you can change is the nowness of it. So the uh, uh, techniques of self-help, uh, uh, such as Alcoholics Anonymous, where they tell you to go back and and apologize to everybody that you've ever hurt and things like that. That, in a way, is a very crude recognition of this of this truth. Interesting. You, you uh, oh, uh, I guess it was Crowley that said, uh, "Look, we'll never really know with our meat brains what our pre- previous incarnations were, but." If if you think that you have an affinity for, let's say, a historical character, and you think and you feel and you pretty, or you're pretty sure that your life this time is a continuation of the work of that person, then you just go ahead and think that you're that person. You go ahead and accept joyously accept the fact that you are the present incarnation of Gandhi or Napoleon you know, or, or Cleopatra, if it helps you. If you think you're, following, if you're uh, continuing the work of, of Cleopatra, you just go ahead and buy into that previous incarnation hook, line, and sinker. Interesting. I have never heard this before. 
This is fascinating. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where it's probably, uh, I'll probably disagree with it tomorrow. Probably. <laughs> but for right now, it sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> well, Lon, we have run a little bit over, but I have loved every minute of spending time with you, and I so appreciate you hanging out with me. Well, it's my pleasure, and you're fun to talk to, and uh, uh, I'm just... And I hope I can convince you to come back on before too long, if you don't mind terribly. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Because I think you're a joy. And I love I love your opinions. You you know you come on and you say that you're the laziest man I know. You're the smartest laziest man I have ever met in my entire life. Oh well, you just go ahead and think that. (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong, but just go ahead and think that. That'll be all right. I've been married three times. I can make money being wrong. Anyway, please. (laughs) Okay. Yes, it's true. Please tell folks one more time where they can find you and and where they can hear you daily. Okay. They can hear me daily on Facebook. Just Lon Milo Duquette on Facebook. And, uh, I'll, uh, if you email me at lonmilo at gmail, I'll send you the, the the link to uh, register for the replays for all of those those workshops I've been doing this year. Awesome. That's wonderful. Well, folks, I have had the enormous pleasure of speaking to this man. He will be back on soon. Lon, thank you again, and I hope you and Miss Constance have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. I will be back tomorrow with Adam and Darian Darkley from Devil's Conjure. Looking forward to it. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful night. See you tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Bye-bye.